if you want to remove negative things in your life, uh, you're going to have to let the negative things drop and begin to pick up on positive things. Uh, what you believe and speak affects your life and your body. What you believe and speak affects your life and body. So, um, so look at your life today. What are those things that are not directly in line with God's word harming you? What are the things in, that are not directly in God's word harm you? Okay. Um, you may note that there are numerous things in our lives that won't cost us your salvation. You know, there's you know little things that it's not going to. I mean, they're petty things, but they 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 put up a roadblock or a detour, but it's not going to wreck your salvation. But they act as stumbling blocks to deter you and prevent you from finding real success because you keep on hitting those things and eh, well you know. And pretty soon, you're just going around a big circle, and it's not helping out. Um, wow. <laughs> well, there goes 50 miles a tire. So I want to give you an example. Um, not telling the truth at tax time. Uh-oh. Um, a small lie here and some exaggeration there. Uh, Will, will destroy your foundation of truth. You kind of stretch. Yeah, we all have done it, stretch the truth a little bit. And we want to look good, so, you know, we stretch, or we want to get, get something better. We kind of stretch things out. Uh, uh, look at the negative things that plague your life and root them out. We need to root those things out that are negative in our life. Uh, make your life transparent before the Lord. Quit trying to hide things. Um, second thing we need to do, success is more than financial wealth. Success is more than financial wealth. All too often people equate success with financial gain. So let's uh, look at this one all the way into the New Testament. Find the book of Luke and the 12th chapter. Luke chapter 12. Oh, glory to God. Luke 12. Oh, we'll start with verse uh, 13. That's Luke 12, 13. And one of the company said unto him, Master, speak to my brother that he may divide the inheritance with me. And he said unto him, Man, who made me a judge or a divider over you? And he said unto them, Take heed and beware of the covetousness of a man's life consists not of abundance of things which he possesses. Verse 16. And he spake a parable unto them, saying, The ground of a certain rich man brought forth plentiful. And he brought, uh, and he brought within him, thought within himself, saying, What shall I do? Because I have no room where to bestow my fruits. And he said, this is what I will do. I will pull down my barns and build greater, and there I will bestow all my fruits and my goods. And, I, and Verse 19, and I will say to my soul, soul, thou hast much goods laid up for many years. Take ease, drink, eat, drink, and be merry. 
But God said unto him, Thou fool, this night thy soul shall be required of thee. Then whose shall those things be which thou hast provided? So he that layeth up treasure for himself is not rich towards God. So we've got to look at this. Uh, there's only one level of success, glory to God, uh, that you succeed inside. We're talking about the spirit now. You, see, you succeed inside. Before you can really, ha really handle or enjoy financial blessings on the outside, your natural man, um, you've got to exceed with the spiritual man. Uh, a lot of people are successful in the world, uh, but they're not successful. They're only successful on the outside. They are not successful in the inside, and that equates to failure. Let's uh, back up to the book of Matthew, chapter 19. Matthew chapter 19. Chapter 19, verse, uh, beginning with verse 16. Matthew 9, 19, 16. And behold, one... Behold, one came and said unto him, Good master, what good thing shall I do that I may have eternal life? And he said unto him, Why callest thou me good? There is none good but one, that is God. But if thou wilt enter into life, keep the commandments. And he said unto him, Which? Jesus said, Thou shalt, not, thou shalt do no murder, thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not bear false witness. Honor thy father and mother, and thou, shalt, and, and thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. And the young man said unto him, All these things I have kept from my youth up, what lack I yet? So he says, I've done all the good things. Is there anything else that I lack? And Jesus, Jesus said unto him, If thou wilt be perfect, go sell that thou hast, and give to the poor, and thou shalt have treasure in heaven, and come and follow me. Was this boy rich in the Lord? Well, it's verse 22 it tells us, but the, when the young man heard these, that saying, he went out away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. Success on the outside can mean failure on the inside, and it gives you a tormented life. Because he's still looking, but he, he doesn't want to give up certain things. But he's, you know, wanting to have that, that perfect life. Uh, the gospel will either make men mad, sad, or glad. So, glory to God, I'm, I'm hoping we're all on the glad side. <laughs> glory. Now, let's go to the book of Proverbs, uh, pardon me, Psalms. Psalms 30, Psalms 30. Psalms 30, we will begin with verse 10. Hear, O Lord, and have mercy upon me. Lord, be thou my helper, for thou hast turned for me my mourning into dancing. Thou hast put off my sackcloth and girded me with gladness to the end that my glory may sing praise to thee and not be silent. O Lord, my God, I will give thanks unto thee forever. We just, we just sang, sang that song, give thanks. Um, this individual here had a change of heart. 
apparently he was on the outside, you know, doing things, but then he saw what was needed, that the spirit man had to come alive, and he spoke it. Um, uh, so he's, he's going to, as he spoke it, he brought success to his life, and he remembered to praise and give thanks to God, okay? To be a successful, successful believer means being successful in all areas. Areas of family, friends, job, finances. Uh, there is so much more to living successfully than the financial realm, okay, or these other realms. We must remember that having money means taking on greater responsibility. You have money, you have greater responsibility. It's not for new homes, cars, trips. It's for feeding the poor, educating uh, children, reaching out uh, to the lost. Setting the captives free, blessing Israel, supporting the local church, and walking in the covenant blessings of faith. So that's what we need. That's, uh, there's that blessing there. Okay, number three. You must, truly to, you must truly succeed on the inside before you can succeed on the outside. Again, uh, this is going to blow a lot of people away. Our current welfare welfare system is totally wrong and it stinks, okay? The government never requires anything in order for an individual to receive financial handouts. Entitle, the entitlement mentality says, this is owed to me. Man, this is owed to me because you have more than I do. So I, you, I'm entitled to have more so I can catch up with you. Handout after handout, without any responsibility or accountability, leads to bondage to the government. And look how many people are in bondage to the government. Um, this is the emergence of progressive socialism. We, we spoke about this way back when, when our founders first came. They, everybody was supposed to pitch in together and do, get everything together, but uh, they found out it didn't work. Um, uh, this progressive social introduces, is introducing communism into our country, and sadly too many people want the system for, they think everything will be given to them free of charge. Oh my gosh. And we need to view them with tolerance. Well, you don't have enough, so we're going to, you know, uh, because they demand it. You see these people that are, we want this, you know, okay. They are saying, oh, happy days when this can happen. <laughs> but they don't look at the end results. Uh, what has happened to other countries that embrace this type of philosophy? It's just always just falling apart. But unfortunately, we have too many people on the dole this year, these years. So let's go to Second Thessalonians. How are, how are we to think about these people? Second Thessalonians chapter 3. Second Thessalonians chapter 3, looking at verse 10. For even when we were with you, this we command you, that they, that if any would not work, neither should they eat. 
In other words, don't, don't uh, provide. And I mean, there, you know, there's some people that, that are on, on welfare that really need it. But a lot of people, you know, uh, they were, at, were to go out and ask to find a job, you know, and we'll, they'll continue giving until they get, but they don't want to find a job. They rather collect a freebies. Oh, wow. Wow. And let's go to Proverbs chapter 21. Finding what the word says. Proverbs chapter 21. Look at verse 25. Proverbs 21, 25. The desire of the slothful kills him, for his hands refuse to labor. These are slothful people. They are just wanting the handouts. And, you know, gimme, gimme, my name is Jimmy, or whatever you know, it is. <laughs> Idleness always has been a curse and always will be. This is a curse. Idleness, not doing your job. It's wrong to support individuals who will not work and share in their responsibilities. Okay. Um, there are some that are on, uh, on what we call the welfare roll, uh, but you don't have to depend upon the welfare the rest of your life. Amen? Um, welfare was initially to be a short-term existence, not a lifetime resource. Those people don't agree with that, that's for sure. Success starts by feeling right on the inside. You've got to know who you are. Become more, uh, as we become more interested on the inside, the success of God's kingdom becomes greater in us. Okay. Uh, new doors will be open to you as we open the door to our spirit. Um, just because you can't afford something, speaking to the slothful, just because you can't afford something doesn't make it right to force someone else to pay for your laziness and support your wants, needs, and desires. Um, those that are prone to those that are leading this parade have, have a wealth of their own, but they won't share it with others. No. no. You give to them, you give to them, but well, they got the riches piling up. Uh, so that's not what we're looking for, but that's what a lot of people are. So uh, we have to be successful inside the spirit man to rule the outside. Number four, success is not an outward manifestation of affluence. Um, success is an inward manifestation of knowing who you are. You must not forget who you are. Um, looking at King Solomon, uh, David's son, he did not follow the example that was set by his father to love the Lord with all his heart. Solomon went astray. I mean, here's the wisest man up to that time, and he went astray. He didn't follow through. He started doing wrong things. Um, some people shout on Sunday, Sunday evening, Wednesday, and you know, some have Saturdays also, 
But when Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday, they're not shouting, they're doubting. I don't know if God wants me to do this or not. So, you know, there's, no, there's doubt. Why? Because they've lost their identity as Christians. They let the world dictate who they are, not the word of God dictate. So too many people are, you know, well, you know, this is all right. This is all right. No, God said that's wrong. Get off the payroll. Get off that welfare payroll. That, uh, well, don't want to get on to that. John 10.10, 10, the enemy isn't out to, to help you. The enemy is not out. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Jesus said, I come to give you life and life more abundantly. So, let's go, well, since we're in uh, Proverbs, let's back up one more time to the book of Psalms. This time go to Psalms 20. Psalms 20. Psalms 20. Beginning verse 1. The Lord hear thee in my day of trouble. The name of the Lord God of Jacob defend thee. Send thee help from the sanctuary and strengthen thee out of Zion. Remember all thy offerings and accept thy burnt sacrifices. Selah. Grant thee according to thy own heart and fulfill all thy counsel. We will rejoice in thy, in thy salvation. Glory to God. And the name of our God we shall set up our banners the Lord will be lifted up, lifted all thy uh, petitions. Now know that I am the Lord, save, saveth his anointed. He will hear him from his holy heaven with the saving strength of his right hand. So here, here's where you are. You are the righteous and you are going to be anointed. Glory to God. You're not destined to be a loser. Some trust in chariots, some trust in horses, but we remember the name of the Lord our God. Amen? Amen. They are brought down and fallen, but we are risen and stand up upright. Glory to God. So Psalms 20 is telling us we are redeemed and we are destined to greatness, not being a loser. Uh, God tells us to listen to him. Amen? Trust in his word. If you listen to other voices, as uh, I hate to say it, we listen to other voices, um, they will begin to tell you something else. And then if you listen to the other voices, you'll begin to question what was told to you by God. Remember what happened to Eve in the garden? She heard a different voice, and she followed through on that different voice. Today, we are, we are, are Christians. How many times have you fallen that heard a voice and well that sounds right and you go ahead and do it and find out oh, hey man I've got myself in trouble you have to back out I repent of it take First John one nine get back on, get back in the groove with God Amen so we're not losers we have to trust in His word let's go to Second Corinthians chapter one in Second Corinthians chapter one. This is why you're not a loser. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, looking at verse 20. 
For all the promises of God in him are yea, and in him amen, to the glory of God by us. Uh, we'll read that from the Amplified. That's uh, first, uh, Second Corinthians 1.20 from the Amplified. For as many as are the promises of God, they all find their answer, yeah, answer yes. In him, Christ, for this reason we also utter the amen. So be it. To God through him, in his person and by his agency, glory to God. Amen. All his promises are yea and amen. I mean, we need to latch on to the promises and begin to speak it and, and believe it. And don't listen to others, you know. The devil will even use a brother, a Christian brother and sister in the Lord. Oh, you don't really believe that? You know, that was a long time ago. You can't believe that. Hey, if you find a promise in God's word, you claim it, it's yours. He says, all the promises are yea and amen. Don't listen to somebody else that's, you know, I've tried it, it didn't work. Well, you have to do it for it to work, not just try. Glory to God. For all the promises of God in him are yea and amen, or so be it. So be it. Let it be. Glory to God. Uh, since you're there, 2 Corinthians, uh, go to the 10th chapter. This is what we need to do when, when we have friends or good uh, I'll say good intentions from Christians and they give us the wrong ideas. We need to apply this. 2 Corinthians 10, 5, casting down imaginations and every high thing that, that exalts against itself the knowledge of God, bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Follow through on what, what the word of God says. All his promises are yea and amen. This is what I'm standing on. This is what I'm, I'm confessing. I'm not going to be changed. Abraham, God told Abraham, look at the stars and pick up the sand. Those are your descendants. And what did Abraham said, I don't believe it. No, he looked at the stars and said, man, look at those kids up there. Uh, there's a bright one. Away. That must be, yeah, that's, that's, that's a good, yeah. Look at the sand. Multitudes. What has God promised you? He says, his thoughts are towards you more than the sands of the sea. Well, I mean, taking a handful of sand, even coarse sand, it, you'd have thousands upon thousands of thoughts towards you. He says, my thoughts are towards you. And I, of course, in Jeremiah chapter 29, uh, what is that, 29, 11, he says what? He rewards us. He wants you to be rewarded. We need to be rewarded. We need to know that. He says he wants to reward us. Then the, prom the, promise, uh, the promise is there. He rewards us. Boy, it's time to shout. Amen. Glory to God. But... Sadly, most Christians are still trying to decide if God really meant what he said. <laughs> Can he really mean that? Most people live and die and never see themselves as successful, successful in their spiritual life. They're, they are so concerned what others think about and what they are viewed by. Well, what, what, 
well, you know, you don't wear the fanciest clothes, or you got, you know, well, I like to be like him. He's got all the clothes. He's got the cars. You know, he's got the money. You know, he's flashing it. We look, we look at that. The outside appearance. What does the inside appearance? Guys could be loaded. I mean, there's a lot of Christians that are crooked. They don't know God's word. You know, it's going to be all taken away from them, eventually. Most people live and die and never see themselves being successful in the spirit. They're concerned about what others think about them. And then they are talked out of their blessings. Oh, you, you'll never amount to anything. Oh, man. That's an impossible dream for you to have. Guess what? You're talked out of your blessings when you, you follow through on it. It means that you, when that happens, you have become unfaithful to yourself. You're a new creature in Christ Jesus. All things have passed away. And now you are unfaithful to yourself. You have forgotten what God has uh, told you or said about you in his word. We have to remain identified with the Lord Jesus Christ. Galatians. Going to the book of Galatians quickly. Galatians chapter 2. In Galatians chapter 2. Have you forgotten this? I hate to say it. Uh, I think we all have forgotten it. We put it on the side. In Galatians chapter 2 verse 20. I am crucified with Christ. What? Nevertheless I live. Glory to God. That's good news. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Wow. We need to come alive to that. Wow. We've been unfaithful to ourselves. We've gone astray. Uh-oh. Well, right after Galatians is the book of Ephesians, so look at Ephesians chapter 2. We're talking about you, your identity. The, the inward you. Ephesians 2, chapter, uh, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, with God, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Are we identifying? Are we following through what God says we are? Who we are? How we can do it? If you are willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. Oh boy, that means there is in God in God's God's uh, provision. There's no lack. Hello. Number five, success is the willingness to bear pain. Uh oh. Romans, book of Romans, chapter 8. Verse 17, Romans 8, 17. 
And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ, if so, that we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together. From the Amphite, and if we are his children, then we are his heirs also, heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ, sharing his inheritance, we like that with him, only we must share his sufferings if we are to share his glory. Now, it doesn't mean we're going to be beaten up and all that type of stuff, but there's a, you know, name calling and a number of things. Uh, you know, the enemy is going to try to beat you up. Other Christians will, that don't understand where you're, you're taking God's word, standing on it, will say, well, you're, you're wrong. You're, you're a nutcase. You take faith too far. You take faith too far. Well, what does God say? Faith is now. It is impossible to please God without faith. So you need as much faith as you can get. Walk in it. Don't let somebody else talk you out of your faith. Glory to God. Go to, since we're uh, bearing the pain, let's go to... Uh, Mark, book of Mark, chapter 10. And Mark, chapter 10. Well, we like all the good goodies, the promises of God, but look at this one. Mark, chapter 10, looking at verse 20, or beginning with verse 29. And Jesus answered and said, Verily, very, verily, I send you, there is no man that, that hath left house, or brethren, or sister, or father, or mother, or wife, or children, or lands, for my sake, and the gospels. But he shall receive a hundredfold now, in this time, houses, brethren, and sisters. There's, a, there's this promise, glory to God. And, um, and mother, and children, and lands, with what? Persecutions. People are going to get mad at you because you're operating in God's word. Well, this is what God's word says. I'm going to follow through. Well, you're nuts. There's, there's, a, there's persecution. Oh, that person's a little bit on the nutty side. They're always talking about Jesus. There must be a Jesus freak. Are you considered a Jesus freak? Do they know you are a Christian? Hello. With persecution in the world to come eternity. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So uh, this means we should be able to take the persecution that's set before us, turn them around and use them as stepping stones to victory. No one can destroy your dreams but you. When you find uh, your promise in God's word, no one can destroy that dream but you. If you believe in God's word, all the promises of, of God are yea and amen. I've got this promise. It's connected with me. I just have to be willing and obedient, and I shall eat the good of the land. I mean, sometimes we have to have patience. Amen? No one can destroy your dreams but you. Think about Joseph. Did not let his dreams in a scrap heap. Because there were negative comments and, and negative situations. He's thrown into the pit. His brothers throw him into the pit. 
And he's taken to Egypt. He said, well, I'll wait till I get my hands on my brothers. I get out of here, I'll show them a thing or two. He goes in, into uh, a bond slave, a slave into Potiphar's house. He excels in everything he does, but he's still under persecution, you know. But he doesn't give up. He doesn't let the negative things in his life change his perspective of God and his word. Because he remembered what? I had dreams. God spoke to me. Wow. So don't let things get out of hand. Keep them in perspective. Always speak God's word. Number six, no one is successful alone. No one is successful. You need other people helping you out. Sometimes you'll pick up on something that they give you, a word or something will trigger something, and you can use that to develop something. But if you're by yourself, sometimes, oftentimes it's, it doesn't come to pass. But, but the Lord will give someone a word for you, and all of a sudden, wow, it, it goes. Okay? Uh, promotions come from God through the hands of others. Joseph again. In the, in the jail. He's promoted because he's doing things right. Okay? Whatever success you hope to achieve, achieve and enjoy in life, you must link, be linked to people that will touch you in some way. And God says, uh, I'll put you before great and mighty men. They will recognize you. You will have favor with them. Are you claiming that? Think about that. Are you claiming the things that God said? This is the promise. He said, I'll, I'll, I'll give you favor with, with affluent people. And they will. I mean, how much favor did Joseph have when he interpreted the Pharaoh's dream? Put him in a number two position. And he says, Pharaoh says, I, you're only below me uh, in name only because you're a lot smarter than I am. And he gave him, you know, a chariot and all that other type of stuff and he put him in number, in number two spot. But really, he was, he was running the country. How do I do this, Joseph? Well, you do it this way. King or Pharaoh? Oh, okay, I'll, I'll tell the people to do that. He was running the country. How would you like to have that happen? You can do it. Whatever, you, whatever level you're at, you can do it. Or we can do it. I'll put it that way. Okay. Success is more than, uh, success is more than benefits, benefits you uh, because it'll benefit others. Your success will also benefit others. It's just not going to be you, but as others. Others will, will be blessed because of you. God says, whom I blessed will be blessed. Okay, you bless Israel, what happens? You bless Israel, I'll bless you. What do you tell Abraham? You're blessed to bless others. Well, I'll take the promise. You're a child of Abraham. My blessing is to bless others. Don't be, you know, a Scrooge about it. Well, you know, I'm pulling this all into myself. You want to 
best way to get, get, get on board is bless others with what you have. Whether it's, you know, knowledge about something or gifts or whatever. But you bless others. When they are blessed, they say, well, that person is great. I'll do anything for that person. I'll do, uh, you know. Amen? Okay, again, uh, Joseph is a great example of being promoted time and time again because he trusted God to make up the difference. Glory to God. Number seven on being successful on the inside. Learn to become a servant. Learn to become a servant. The best compliment that you'll ever receive is be calling, be, to be called a servant. You're a servant of God. You're anointed of God. A servant is not interested in his own success. This is where a lot of Christians mess up. They are more prone to want their own success. You can't have... When you're working for somebody or, or something else, you want to bless others. You're willing to get involved with somebody else's vision. Well, I can see this. Okay, you know, if you could do this part of that vision, it will work out. Wow, I could really help that person. Thank you for that insight. God gave you the insight to tell me to help this other individual. Think about it. Well, I'll use Laurel, for, for instance. She said she's got these kids running around. She says, this child needs some help. She has insight. She tells the, the appropriate uh, people, and they come down and they check out the kid. And, oh, yeah, that kid has that problem. It's not being her benefit. It's being a child's benefit, but she's a blessing to others. You can do the same. As you are a servant, you take the pressure off yourself. Because you're working for somebody else. The pressure's off you. Well, you know, you know, they say, buck stops here. You know, is the next guy up. Well, Lord, it's all your problem. I'm just working here. When we, when we become concerned about godly things, glory to God, it takes the focus off of your problem. Think about that. Your problem or your difficulties or your struggles, you don't have, you don't, you don't think about it because you're working to get this other thing done for somebody else. Or for your uh, company or whatever, you know. Get out of yourself. Get out of yourself. And pour your interests and concerns into other people. Joseph forgot his problems and centered it on others. He was thrown in jail. He was more concerned. You had a dream? Well, tell me about it. Well, you're not doing this, this thing proper. You know, he tells the jailkeeper, you know, you can have, you guys, these guys could do a lot better work if you feed them a little bit more or put them in this type of environment. And the jailer says, okay, that sounds good. So he's, he was helping others out, but he's helping the jailer out. And they were blessed. He was blessed. Think about those things. Okay. 
I'll go to Matthew since we're in the New Testament. Matthew chapter 20 this time. Matthew chapter 20. Some of us need to fall, fall through on this one. Matthew chapter 20. Are you ready? Talking about being a servant. Matthew 20, verse 27. Who, Jesus is speaking. And whosoever will be a chief among you, let him be your servant. Wow. You think you're high and mighty? If you're not being a servant, you're not, you're not, you're not going to be anything. You're not going to be a chief. You'll be an Indian. Whosoever will be chief among you. You want to be the head honcho? Be the servant. And, and you will be blessed. Oh, glory to God. Number eight. Go all the way back to Joshua. Book of Joshua. Number eight. Number eight. Stay in God's word. Joshua 1.8. This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that it may observe that ye may observe to do according to all that is written therein, for then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and thou shalt have good success. Stay in God's word day and night, and you will have success. It's a promise. That's a covenant promise. Whoa, glory to God. Work from the inside of you. Let your spirit do the work. Remember who you are. There are obstacles that will come in your life. Joshua 1.8. Okay. There's obstacles. Look at the obstacle. Look at this obstacle here. Let's go to Mark chapter 11. In Mark chapter 11. Being a servant. Remember who you are. Mark eleven twenty three, For very I say unto you, Whosoever stay unto this mountain, be thou removed, and, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe those things which he has said shall come to pass, and he shall have whatsoever he says. In other words, that mountain, your words of faith will remove a sea, it says a mustard seed, will remove a mountain. How much bigger is a mountain than a mustard seed? No comparison. But it, it can move a mountain. So don't, don't say, well, I don't have enough faith. You've been given, each and every one of us has been given, given the measure of faith. Use it. Mountains are problems. What's, what, what, what is wrong with the mountain? Be thou removed. It's you blocking your way. Remove it. Speak to it. Doubts are problems. Speak to them. Remove it. Learn to live your life through the word of God. Doubts come from your past to cloud up your future. 
Doubts come from your past to cloud up your future. Because you're going to think of, well, this never happened before, so it's, that doubt's going to be there. But you got to have our, we have to have our mind renewed to God's word. Have that inner man becoming gigantic. Doubts are not part of God's word. You can't find doubts in God's word. Number nine, stop blaming others. Uh-oh. It started in the Garden of Eden. Husband and wives, brothers and sisters, seek to place the blame on someone else when they have missed it or when they are wrong. I think we all have had uh, siblings. She did it. He did it. I don't know what happened. Could have been them. You never did. Look at that. None of you ever did that. Boy, I guess I'll confess your faults. I have. Okay. Don't fight or blame others. Don't pass off your responsibilities. Don't pass off your responsibilities. Employees so often do it. Blaming others is a form of backstabbing or passing the buck. We need to stand up and be established in the things of God. Expect to take on all challenges and be victorious in each and every one. Don't put, don't put it on somebody else. You take the, it's your responsibility. It's your job. Take the responsibility and do it right. And they can't say anything about you. And if it is, it's a lie. And the truth will always come forth. So expect God to take the challenge for you. Take on the challenge so you'll be victorious. Number 10. Here we go. Okay, that was blaming others. Number 10 is stop blaming yourself. Oh, anybody, anybody ever plagued with that one? Man, why did I do that? You know, here we go again. Uh, there's some stupid things I've done, and I, I continue to blame myself for it. But it says I'm a new man in Christ Jesus. What did Paul say? I don't have a past. What, are, what do we say? Doggone it, I remember I did that. And, I, and I, get, I condemn myself. The enemy is coming against me, and I'm condemning myself. He said, don't you remember that? You were a miserable person for doing that to that individual. I condemn myself. You can't blame yourself any longer. All things are passed away. Glory to God. But it never fails. It's bound to happen. I always, or I failed. When you blame, your, blame yourself, oh, pardon me, when you blame yourself, it frees you from your responsibilities. When you blame yourself, it frees you from your responsibilities and of fixing the problem. I'll read that again. 
When you blame yourself, it frees you from the responsibilities of fixing the problem. Well, I'll have to give it to somebody else because you can't handle it. Well, thank you, thank you. Boy, you're just... Nobody's ever did that, huh? Pat, Pat, you know, I know, they, I know Brian can do it. Let him do it. Well, it's your responsibility to do something. Okay? Blaming yourself promotes self-pity. Blaming yourself promotes self-pity. It declares weakness and promotes deceitfulness in you. It declares weakness and promotes deceitfulness in you. And we need to know that as believers. We can't deceive ourselves. Quit blaming yourself. Uh, let's go to, since we're in the New Testament, all of these are New Testament. 2 Corinthians, once again. In 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians, chapter 5. Who do you blame? 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21. For he hath made him to be sin for us. Oh, now he, there's passing the buck. Who knew no sin that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Well, Jesus said, I've taken all your weaknesses, your sins. Walk away from it. Quit blaming yourself. Well, right after, after that, we can go to uh, Colossians, the book of Colossians, chapter 1. Look at this. Look what happens here. Stop blaming yourself. Colossians chapter 1, verse 22. In the body of his flesh, through death, oh, present your you holy and unblameable and unprovable in his sight. Glory to God. You, have, you, don't, you can't be blaming yourself. It's all on Jesus now. You should be set on fire. Glory to God. The Bible says we already won. We sang, Emmanuel, God is with us. The reason one, one is miserable, miserable is because we are not living out what we are called to be. We're new creatures in Christ Jesus. We're taking on our old, we're dragging our old man all over the place. See, this is me here. Wretched liar. We're, we're dragging, we, that's not you anymore. You're a new creature in Christ Jesus. Robes of righteousness, white, pure. God says, look at that man. He's, he's righteous. He's pure. As you enter into, into the place that God has called you, your inside, the spiritual man, will become stronger than the outside. So, a title, inside versus outside. Okay. Are you ready for the quiz? Anybody know what the quiz was? I heard an amen. What was it? 
Okay, Jacob had two wives. What were their names? And how many children did they each have? Now, Jacob was, was a twin of Esau, and they were the sons of, of Isaac and Rebekah. Now, Jacob had two wives. They were sisters. Can you tell me the names of the sisters? Right? No. I'm going to be like Laban. You can't have Rachel. You've got to have Leah first. It's Leah and Rachel. Okay. Okay. Now, how many... Since it was, it was Leah, how many sons were born to Leah? Six. Okay. And he, she also brought him a daughter. And her name was? Dinah. Okay. Okay. Now we'll go to the other wife. Rachel. How many sons did she bear, Jacob? Two. And their names? Okay. Now, here's where we get a little. When Rachel died, um, Leah, pardon me, when Leah died, she would be buried in the family plot. Abraham, Isaac, all those who are there. When Rachel died, she was not buried there. Ever wonder why? Jacob loved Rachel more than he loved Leah, but she wasn't buried in the plot. Okay. Now, through Leah, Leah's lineage, her, her son, her son of Judah, is the line to which Jesus would be born. It wasn't Rachel. It's through the line of Leah. Hmm. Isn't that something? You remember when, when they, were, they were moving out? Jacob said, I've served your father for 20 stinking years, and he changed my, my pay numerous times. We're getting out of here. And so they got up and went out. What did Rachel do? Stole her father's idols. Wow. She lived with Jacob for 20 years. She knew about the, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. But she stole her father's idols. Isn't it interesting? What did she see in them? Because they were already rich. They were already rich. But why did she steal those idols? That's, that's a good thought for you to contemplate. I don't know. Okay. What did she, did she regard her father's idols with some kind of respect? Remember what, I, what Aaron did last, last, question, last week's question. Remember what Aaron did 
He made the golden calf. He said, oh, we just got this gold and I threw it in a pot and it came out a calf. <laughs> what? Aaron equated religion with God. I think Rachel acquainted the idols with God. We don't know that, but it doesn't say that, but you know, it's, it's a thought to ponder. Okay, new quiz. In 1 Samuel, the book of 1 Samuel, and I'm going to let you read it all. You can look for it. How many brothers did David have? How many brothers did David have? And his, his dad's name was Jesse. How many brothers did David have? What were their names? You're going to have to really do some searching on this one. Then, that's the brothers of David. Now I want you to find out how many sons did David have? And what were their names? Oh, we're getting tricky, aren't we? Amen. Glory to God. Oh my gosh, we went over by a little bit. Let's all stand. Well, close the service off. Inside or outside, which one do you want? You want your inside to go bigger or your outside to go bigger? Father, we praise you. We just give you thanks. We thank you, Lord, that our spirit man, Father God, can become focused, Father God, upon your word, upon you, Father God. And, Father God, we can rejoice in it, Father God, because your word has been sent to set us free. So, Father, we praise you. Just give you thanks, Lord, as we take your word in our hearts, in our minds, Father God, as we meditate upon it, Father God, we will grow stronger into maturity. In Jesus' name, amen.